It's time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that are underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week, we're going auto reverse on the Barcades. Let's just jump right into it. All right. The old Barcades. Stax Band. That's what right. Stax Watts Band. So what's the Watts part? What's is, is I it... don't know. It was some sort of like secondary label that they did. I think the Dramatics were on, uh, were on Watts. Uh, there were a few other bands on St- I don't know why Stax did that. Maybe to differentiate the sort of like legacy bands that they had, like uh, Otis gotcha. Redding and Booker T gotcha. from the Young Guns. And the Barquets were Young Guns. I mean, they... They were like sort of like Booker T and the MGs Junior. You know, if you the, really, they were the second house band. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and started off with uh, one of my favorite soul singers, Otis Redding. Oh uh, God, the best. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, Oof. that guy. Is that boy. guy will bring you down to your knees. I mean, and I will <laughs> say, like, not as a quick departure. Like, if you see some of the uh, Europe. Uh, Otis Redding in Europe, where I think he is backed by Booker T and the MGs and not the Barquets. In Europe, right? Yeah, in Europe, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think I have a live record of one of those concerts, a live review, and you're, I think you're right. I think it's Booker T, but then on that same live record, I think the Barquets are on it too. But I don't know. The Barquets were around in '67. Am right. I right? Is that right. the year? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think, and it, it was. Booker T to play with uh, Otis Redding and Monterey. I think, but don't quote me. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but I mean, talk about, they talk about Jimmy's performance at Monterey, and which is amazing, but uh, you know, I would think for the money, Otis Redding's uh, performance was as electrifying as that, in a different way, but anyhow, getting off, getting off course a little bit. Um, what makes the bar case so interesting to me is that it is a kind of a, in some ways, a tale of two bands. And one that kind of got inadvertently, you know, happenstance kind of came in and kind of tore the band apart. And one would think when the, when a plane goes down and everyone dies except the bass player and the trumpeter, trumpet player, who I don't think neither one of them were on the plane. No, I think the actual the tr- trumpet player Wait, was one of them was either the trumpet player or the bass was it the bass player yeah, i think it was the trumpet player and yeah the ba- but one of the now. one of those two guys yeah, ben collie just survived and, survi- yeah. and survived yeah and then the other guy because it was a small plane wasn't able to get on that flight and had to wait right and because he didn't get on that plane cool. he survived as well so uh yeah it's crazy right like the they but they all die and and most of them and the and two unlikely, to... yeah, the two most unlikely positions, <laughs> yeah. like you got yeah. the, the trumpet player and a bass, like, oh, well, let's keep the band going, not like anything. And look, let's slowly rewind a little bit. You mm. know, the, the album before the plane crash, Soulfinger, is a classic album. Oh, God. Beginning to it's end. a monster. Yeah, it is. Uh, it by itself, if they would have went out as a one-hit one, what one-hit wonder, that album still would hold out, and people would be saying their names because it is beyond. I mean, 
just going through the, uh, this ex you know, exercise, getting ready for the show, is like I listened to that album by itself like three times. Not from the playlist, like just listen to the whole album. You got it well represented on the playlist, but I was just like, no, nah, I got to listen to this whole thing. Um, by well, by well represented, you mean I kept like two tracks off and then put the rest of it on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, my editing skills are through the roof. <laughs> I, I looked at that. I was like, yeah, that's about right. I, I like yeah. even if you would have put like only kept one off, I'd have been like, yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but here's the interesting thing about these guys: they have a plane crash and. They go on to have a a rebirth, uh, and to almost a as strong, if may I don't know about a different but still strong band who ends up backing uh, Isaac Hayes on Hot Buttered Soul, which is, you know, and on and on Shaft on the yeah, soundtrack on Shaft, Shaft. yeah, yeah, but like two, you know, hugely influential albums and like they don't have like a small bit role in there like they're shaping the music in a very not you know they're standing out on those albums they're giving you know you know trumpet line i mean horn lines bass lines guitar riffs that really kind of elevate the songs it's you know isaac hayes has his has a great voice no doubt and he's he could definitely you know change a mood like a light bulb better than anyone else but lamp music that the barcade kind of this canvas that they set for him to kind of paint on ah man i i you know it is so intricate and it's not really like complex what they're doing in terms of rhythms and stuff but it is just got these hooks and little you know little parts that are they're hidden away in the song to just kind of pop out that just kind of bring a smile to your face it's tasty mm -hmm. it's nasty <laughs> it is so good and the fact that they went from this sort of like more 60s soul instrumental band to then this powerful kind of funk you know uh, sort of like um composery yeah, you know, uh, uh, black exploitation kind of band, political, and then, and poli yeah, and then moved on and 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 gradually incorporated more vocals because it. I mean, they they really started out as an instrumental band, then yeah. gradually through their you know through the influence of working with Isaac with Isaac and uh, and other influences, gradually brought more vocals and then then completely transitioned into this hard funk band. Yeah. Then transitioned again into a disco band. Then transitioned again into like a boogie R and B, like that, or like late seven post disco, early '80s stuff. To me, and we will discuss this band. And I'm going to make it happen. Uh, I'll <laughs> convince you. They're like a. It's like Fatback Band uh, from New York who tra who transitioned a million times, and and each time were so inventive and original. And that, that is why we do this show. We have, we need why? to highlight these things. You know, why these you, things are so important. Why do you act like you got to put your headband on to, and you're going to be picking up these thousand pound weights that make me understand why we should be talking the fat band? I've never given you any resistance on that. 
because hyperbole is my middle name. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna That's say. That's why. How long hell or high water, I will make how this. How long? How many times did I do this in the TP offices on uh, on what's Street? That's uh, true. On, that's How true. many times did I do this? Whether we, I was talking about cactus or Captain Beyond or it was, Mandrel, it yeah. was always happening. I just always wondered why you had to take off your shirt <laughs> while you had to do it. I was like, I, I'm listening how to you. I'm listening to you. You don't have to do any more. You know, hyperbole it's is who, enough. It's how I am. I know, I know. Yeah, this is a band that, um, and you know what. And they do what everything that they kind of jump into is they, they they do it rare they come at it with from a unique perspective it's not like run-of-the-mill funk it's not like oh uh who is this what is this disco song just another disco song it's got they they put their stamp on it which i i think when you talk about inventive bands they they challenge themselves by going into going into areas where they're not as comfortable or new um, and then putting their own kind of mark on it, and with you know the Barkays, they you know they didn't they didn't it wasn't just enough just to go with the flow like you know you could say that they went into funk disco boogie because that was the flavor of the month, but I think they took kind of that their the arrogance of a, what I think is a good arrogance of like we could play any style so let's play the style and make it Barkay let's Barkay it. Isaac, you know, and they did. And now you have, you know, there's, I mean, I can't even name the list of songs that have been sampled by the Bar Case, but, um, you know, they're just. There's lots of them. The most famous one is Holy Ghost. Right. Uh, which the Beastie Boys sampled and then I guess gets referenced on the, uh, on the, they, the, what's it called? It's like the fifth verse on the um, Rapper's Delight. Song, I dude, I've listened to Rapper's Delight by Sugar Hill Gang like a million times. I didn't, I always, I never realized till recently that they name checked the Barkay's Holy Ghost on at, on the fifth verse of the song. I had no idea. Uh, that just shows you that even in this new form of music that was happening, the burgeoning thing, they 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 still had they still set aside some time to name to give uh, give the Barkays the credit that they were due. You know. Yeah, I mean, and you know, this this is definitely one of the bands that most most people don't know about. They kind of you'll hear Soulfinger, um, and most people, and, and maybe even Holy Ghost or some like. And they're not, you know, they're a band that yeah, you may heard a song or two, but your, their name doesn't pop up on the top of most conversations uh, because they they are kind of. I mean, I mean, you may disagree with this, but even even their stuff that they've done in to funk or uh, disco, they're, I'm not, and this will come off as a knock, they do still sound like a backup band in some ways. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, I know exactly what you mean and it's not a knock, but, but you know what? It's all about perception, right? So, right. like, so the, remember when the Beastie Boys ditched making, you know, regular straight ahead rap records with, with samples they, and they yeah. made, uh, they made uh what's it called um check your head right, right, right. yeah so i mean if you listen to those records and you didn't know anything about the beastie boys you'd be like that sounds like some some bunch of dudes trying to make like black exploitation and soundtrack music yeah like background background like porno music right yeah and so but then but you know who they are you know what they've done 
so it does so then it doesn't sound so much like backup music like background or backup band music and i think the same applies to barcase if you take them as a whole right it mm-hmm. doesn't it's not so back backup uh referencing but 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 yeah i could i know what you mean if you listen listen to it just as without knowing their history without knowing them without knowing memphis yeah it, it does sound and but I but I but I kind of like that though because I I love the uh, aesthetic and the genre and the style so much that I don't I don't give a shit you yeah, know what yeah. I mean like I I want to I that's the kind of stuff I want to hear all the time right and I don't care if it's made by a bunch of kooks from Nigeria or it's made by or if it's made by a bunch of like you know guys from Memphis like it doesn't matter to me where it's coming from. the bar case and what I also kind of find that I fight against like not listening to them more often is like they have their fun with the genre and they add their stamp to it and I don't know if it's like it's nothing that is that it's not it's not sticky like I think the songs on Soul Finger are a little bit more sticky for me like I like listen I like going back to that album and listen to it well, you, they probably that was like their a couple. The Soulfinger is probably a culmination of all their hard work of like the first, like from probably from '65 to '67. Right. All their hard work, all that 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 sort of like idealism of young, of like young young you know you know dudes from Memphis, black dudes from Memphis. It was all their idealism, all, and then and then mixed with fun and good playing, and yeah. boom. And then once they made that record, and then they were Otis Redding's backing band, and then all you know, then and all the shit with them being associated with Stacks and all their shows and blah blah blah, then the idealism kind of goes away, and you know, it, and it does. It's a, it's a naturally occurring thing. It, this is what happens to bands, or you know, so then they have to find new ways to be uh, what do you call it, um, inspired and moved, and, but may, and maybe and maybe. They didn't give a fuck, and they were like, "Yeah, we're inspired to move, but we're also going to have fun with this." They made a new wave record in the '80s. I think it's yeah, called it's... "She's Freaky" or something. And there's a video for it, and it's so kind of sellout-ish in a way. Like it's not very good, but but it's kind of fun to look watch them do it. It's like, right. oh, you. This is like almost 20 years on, and you're wearing parachute pants and mascara. You know, it's and like, I, and like, and, and, and that's get, and crazy. Get, yeah, and you're doing into that. it. Yeah, 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 and you're into it, and so, and that might have had a Prince might have influenced that. You know, even Cameo uh, went through that period too with, uh, with uh, what's it called? Um, what's the what's the song? Uh, the Word up and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. It, it's kind of like, 
you know, it's it's crazy. I, I I mean, I love bands like the Barkays, like Cameo, like Cool in the Gang, like uh, like Fatback Band because they just they, they're like the Rolling Stones in a way, right? They're, they just keep motoring along, motoring like the Rolling Stones. <laughs> you know, British Invasion's blue the blues blues thing, British Invasion things over. Okay, boom, we're gonna do this now. We're gonna do disco now. We're gonna be. You know, uh, Mick's going to make his crappy solo records. It's like they just keep motoring along in their little fucking, you know, crappy, you know, pickup truck and just like moving along. And you know, a lot of these bands do the same thing. And it's like I've, I have a lot of respect for them, although I agree with your point that sometimes and I think this is the point you're trying to make. OK, sometimes it just sounds a little cheap. Sometimes it just sounds, yeah, it's cheap. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I think you're right. Yeah. That's probably the yeah. best way of putting it. And it's like, yeah. and I think that that's the, the, the deficiency of them not having someone like an Otis Redding in, you know, the bar case. Oh, God. But like, some, not yeah. even, even an Otis Redding, not even like an Otis Or Redding. an Isaac Hayes or whatever, yeah. Like they, they need something, there's no, there's a lack of, not charisma. Seriousness? Not, I was going to say charisma. <laughs> Yeah, but, seriousness, charisma, weight, like a weight. weight. They need a weightier, pro- yeah, yeah. There's a weightier thing about it. It's just everything yeah. seems like it's, it's not, and yeah, it's it's not as serious. Yeah, I think serious and weight, and that it has weight to it. There's not. I wouldn't say it's like a wedding party, but it's like something that I. It's like it needs to have something up there to grab my attention a little bit more, um, because if there's the da- there's the fun part of it, which is. You know, through the, you know the songs that they did on Soulverhinger and a lot of the ones other after that, and I think that the weightier stuff, like the stuff they did in Hot Buttered Soul and Shaft, mm-hmm. like that stuff is heavy. And I think, you know, I was listening to it this morning. I'm like, is this because of Isaac Hayes, or is this because these guys are rising up to meet right Isaac? Isaac, Hayes? yeah, yeah. Although they kind of achieved it on their own. Uh, when they made that record with the snake head on the cover, uh, Cold Blooded. Right. I've, I recently found that record, like a, I think a year ago, I found a, a copy. It, that record kind of rises to that level too, and they did it on their own. But it was right around the time, it was somewhere in between Hot Buttered Soul and, Sh- right, and the Shaft soundtrack. So it was definitely, it influenced them. But I think po- like post 74, 75, a lot of bands had is- were trying to make the transition, right? Like, the sort of more serious R&B soul, maybe sort of political uh, consciousness stuff. That kind of stuff was ending, and there was this new transition to like sort of pre-disco R&B, and like they may, and you know what I mean. And they had to come off maybe more party-like, and they did it. And so th- this is the decision they made. But 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 I know the point you're trying to make, and I agree, and I agree with you. You know, I agree with you. And that's a good point about Cold Blooded too. It's like that. I that's one of the albums that kind of stuck out more than the other ones. I mean, yeah, Soul, that's a solid Soul, record. Soul Finger Side, like that one was like it. It ha- and it's funny because like that album didn't really even chart or do very well. And that's no, got, and that's got no, to, it's that's, a it's great. It's a record col- It's a record collector fetishist kind of a. F- thing it's like nobody nope uh, don't that say wasn't that. a big don't make me head to discog during the show <laughs> go straight there during the show and go, see it. go there man go see, there and get it oh man I, go I, there I, and I've get been, it oh dude i've been a come on vinyls i know on. you have oh. i know i 
I, I, I see the pictures you sent me uh, uh, when you, you text know, me. I know, I know that know it's having an influence. some of those pictures are taken in the bath- bathroom because I don't <laughs> want anyone to see what's going on. Like literally take, keep a box cutter in the second bathroom just so and I can... They're dele- and they're deleted immediately <laughs> after you take oh, they, them. Oh, I, no, no, yeah, they're deleted, but I take the boxes and immediately put it in the recycle <laughs> bin outside. You know, just like, okay, get it out of here. Oh, oh yeah, it's that's a, that's all right. I mean, fifty uh, year, fifty one years old, still playing games. Hey man, I I think that's a great game to be playing. It is collecting it is. records. It's a, yeah, it's a win. It's a it's a there's a, there's a little bit of lose in there, but mostly win win. And she's, I'm giving her you know Larissa a lot of crap, but she's usually incredibly supportive of my vinyl buying. She's like, it's eighty percent win, twenty percent loss. I'll take those odds. Uh, she t- she likes <laughs> she likes seeing me happy. So she and I'm I you know I'm not buying guitars and buying records. So she's she's happy about that. Yeah, I'm, I I have faith in you managing that. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think like the bar the bar case in um, you know is there like a genre of that they they we need to create for them like with the fat back bands with like. I wouldn't say cool in the game, but like Mandrill and, you know, like what I was thinking about that because we did that Mandrill episode not too long ago. And it's like, <laughs> there's a different dynamic between Barcase and Mandrill. I think there's more. I think what a lot of these bands have that, and I, and I don't, I don't want to slap a term on them. Why not? But okay, maybe I will. I think there's more of like a psychedelic vibe to them uh, in a way like especially i especially hear it when i listen to the cold-blooded lp um same same applies to mandrel same applies to elements of fatback band and new birth band um also like even like the dude that produced the temptations the records he made the undisputed truth it's like another it's just like sort of psychedelic soul yeah. I think is a way to like psychedelic maybe, soul. That's soul, yeah, I like yeah. That. So like that, that. So that's what that's what I would say. Um, it, to give it to set it apart a little bit, like because I, I hear what you try. You, I see where you're staring me, and I think that's where I would. That's what I would call it. Just to set it apart. Although other people might call it other things, but and you know, it's just more of a, a bit of more of a rock influence. You know, yeah. like they were taking that those influences. They were probably listening. They probably heard a Jefferson Airplane song, be like, "Yo, that's a dope song. I, I want to kind of incorporate a part of that into what I'm doing," you know. Right. So I, I and that was the time, right? Like early, late '60s, early '70s, even into the mid '70s. Like that was the vibe, you know. Everything was new. Everything was free, in terms of like people were sort of like, you know, um, a lot of influences and styles were being interchanged and discarded, brought back again. And, right. And, and it's like, it's just like, it's wonderful, you know, and, uh, and rock was still king in a way, right? So, like, so probably a lot of R&B artists were, like, trying to incorporate more rock just because rock was still, like, the number one pop, quote-unquote pop music of, of the time. So, I mean, not so much now. I right. mean, now... Now, now I'm hearing conversation. You know, what's up with people fucking talking about the, the the Rolling Stone top 500 being reassessed and revived? Like, who the fuck cares, man? Yeah, I, 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 I thought that shit was gonna disappear. Rolling Stone. I don't even care anymore. Rolling Stone. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, Sorry, I I, that's a tangent. I'm on. No, that's a good. Ta- get, get that's, that a good that's a good tangent uh, because I th- I wonder about that myself. 
Like, why, why is this? Because I was seeing, I forget who was, Someone was, some musician was on Twitter, I, ha I happened to be there, and I, well, it was Liz Ferris, she's like, oh, I'm sandwiched in between Zeppelin's Houses of the Holy and this, she's like, thanks, Rolling Stone, I'm like, what? Like, what, are you, what is this, go why is this, why is this happening, why is this important? Anyhow. It's, it's just, it's just so stupid, the best is that, uh, Ad-Rock, um, they, I guess they asked him to present his top 50 as part of this whole like revising the Rolling Stone top 500 and every album he put on there was fake <laughs> <laughs> it was none of them were real except for one he put Ultimate Spinach you know that band Ultimate Spinach yeah he put them on there which I thought was fantastic because that's a great record but uh, but it was all like fake sh well not all of it but most of it was fake shit which was really funny but that, that's the thing it's like rolling stone like you know and then like they're talking about it on uh that guy tom power he has a show here on uh, cbc on canadian uh you know the canadian version of npr and right. uh and he's always like talking of like musicians and stuff and i'm just like and, he, and and like and like music writers my least favorite people in the world and it's just like i'm like i don't want to hear like, why are we still talking about Rolling Stones? Like, why are we still talking about this? And who cares? All right, rant over. No, I, I think it's, you know what? I think it's an actual good thing to talk about because it's like, I don't know if it's worth us talking about, but it's, you know, I just don't, I don't like lists. I got an argument a long time ago about pound for pound hypotheticals and stuff like that. Like, well, what would happen if Muhammad Ali fought uh, Jack Johnson? I, who knows? Who gives a you know? Who the hell knows? Who cares? Well, I don't understand. When under Jack Johnson played, they used to fight for like fifty-eight rounds. Like who? I don't even. Yeah. I, I can't even fathom that. You no, know? I, it's and like, it, but it's like I I don't understand the nutrition in having that kind of argument. Like someone trying to justify one band over another, and it's just like, look, there's room for everything. Why does one thing have to be better than the other? I know for myself personally, things that I like change every week sometimes even every day i'm just like yeah I'm, I'm into this now and i'm gonna listen to this the whole day and that's my favorite thing at that time it's not like one album that's I'm gonna, right i'm gonna that's go over right. there and pick it out my my favorite album is the one that i'm listening to at that time yeah that's a better way of putting and it much that's, better that's what it that's what it is and someone and you know someone who's obsessed with comparing one period to another one artist to another is someone that doesn't know what they want that's that's uh, my my feeling i think it's, it's like when you go to a restaurant with someone and they're like asking the fucking waiter what's good here what should i get don't you know what the fuck you want <laughs> well don't you know what you want what the fuck is going on well, here? how about this Why, you, how about this because i here's what i do sometimes at a restaurant i'm like i'm deciding oh, between no. Yeah, let me see if this is past the muster because I'm because I I, I am, I'm self-conscious about it sometimes. I will go between this. Tell if you're gonna which which is better between this dish or this dish. Okay. And I'm like, give me why I should have this one over this one. And they'll sometimes do it. I mean, they're supposed to eat as a, a former waiter. You're supposed to eat all the food so you can give your insight. So. Right, right, right. But anyhow. But you know what I mean when you go to a restaurant and the person that you're with doesn't have any I fucking inkling of what they want. It's like that to me is someone who reads lists about music. You know, it's like, <laughs> don't you know what you want? Like, I know what I want. 
I don't and, and yeah, if I go to a restaurant, it's it's like if I went to a Led Zeppelin concert. It's like I know what I'm going to get. Right. It's, or if I go to a Motorhead concert, or if I go to an ACDC concert, right. or if I go to a Digital Underground concert, well, I know what I'm getting. I don't need somebody to tell me. Like, I know what I want. I, I always found it funny that people get mad when they go to see their favorite band or go see a band that they really like and they don't play the songs that they want. And I'm like, oh, geez. And I'm like, why? Is that why you go to such things so they could take, you know, could be like a live version of what you heard on, on, the, on the radio? I'm like, I get that aspect of it, but it's like there's I'm always interested in see how they translate into a live band. And I always like, you know, if how more they go off script and do things that are, you know, maybe not going to confound it. I don't know. We're kind of getting off. We're getting the, off topic. You're going to have a lot of fun editing this one, Matt. Oh, I'm keeping. Oh, I'm. Dude, I, I got my. <laughs> keeping dude, all I, of it. I got. I got my lazy pants on today. I'm. I'm going to be editing. I'm going to be editing this in a hammock, just swinging back and forth and letting it happen. <laughs> While someone feeds you grapes. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no one around here does anything like that. They fucking throw grapes at me. Get out of the hammock. Yeah, no, right. Get out of the or hammock. It's my a... turn. My You'll turn get hit with a spatula while you're uh, while you're editing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Children's services coming, knocking. Children's <laughs> services at the door. That's right. It'll be a child who works. I've been brought. I've been taken down by a spatula. <laughs> uh, inside, inside jokes. Anyhow, galore, yeah. Uh, so anyhow, the bar case, the best. The playlist. It's a fun little ride going through there. Let us know what you think about it, and you know. If you want us to do the Fatback Band, which we'll probably do because Tony's determined, and when Tony's determined, <laughs> things happen. Uh, but give, shoot us a note at autoreversepod at gmail.com or, you know, on the uh, the social media outlets on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but until next time. All right. Peace. Peace.